Dear listener, Clock Tower is intended for mature audiences and might be inappropriate or possibly triggering to some. Many of the themes and events in Clock Tower are inspired by weird fiction as well as similar concepts, which means the show can get dark. If that isn't something you enjoy, please listen at your own discretion. We here at the Clock Tower care about you, so please put your mental health first. Our show will be here when you're ready. Welcome to another episode of Clock Tower, a D&D 5e experience. For those of you familiar with 5th edition, keep in mind that all of our players are playing a custom class called the Clock Tower Agent. We also play with a lot of house rules in our games that we as a group collectively enjoy. We explain these rules as they come up, so if you're just joining us, you may need to listen back to previous episodes just to clear up any confusion. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and welcome to the Clock Tower. As all of the Clock Tower agents look at the scaffolding and stairways and old abandoned tents left in the chasm below, you all realize collectively, with maybe the exception of Trinket, that your actions here in Duran had consequences. And whether they were bad, as Jaeger looks at the fact that other people still have their hat and their coat, as he doesn't, or if they were good at the obvious effort that it took to get everybody very quickly out of the chasm. Regardless, you made a difference. What kind is up to how you look at it? Rock would look over the area and with that sense of pride, but not at someone hurting his, but more so the gaining of it. Everything would go away looking at that bridge. (laughs) Just like... You see the dark wood on the other side. Just like imagine like this like beautiful like uplifting music and it's just the, the turntable stops as soon as you just see the darkness of the looming side after the bridge. Rock deals with death. Rock does not like to have to go back to things that he's already put in a box. Mm-hmm. This was put in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a smile on his face, but he's crossing the bridge. He's just okay. continuing on. Is anybody following? Sam is. Uh, Sam is kind of gingerly stepping, uh, occasionally glancing down and kind of remembering the last time they fell into this chasm. Mm-hmm. Rock isn't moving a muscle. Rock! <laughs> yeah, you're from like the middle of the bridge. Come on, we have to go! I don't know if I can do it. What? I can't hear you! I, I don't know if I can do it! You can do it! Yeah, are you saying this from the bridge or have you crossed all the way? From the bridge. I don't know, man. I kind of put those feelings in a box, and I don't want to deal with those feelings right now. Rock, I know I'm the last person who should be saying this, but sometimes we have to deal with our feelings later. Even the death feelings? Especially the death feelings. Your voices echo over the hollow chasm. But they were so tiny and filled with, like, childhood laughter. It really hurt. I like the wisps. (sighs) Worse. At least I knew what was coming with the wisps. Well, now we're all in it together instead of you being alone. Yeah. Either way, we're not going to leave you. Rock will start, like, slowly, like, almost tiptoeing across the bridge. Okay. I'm following behind Rock. Okay. Did you also have to deal with, like, childhood laughter fairies? Um, no. But I'm sure I could come up with something similar. (laughs) 
I appreciate that. Rock will, like, get halfway and just kind of, like, not, like, fall into, into Jaeger, but just kind of, like, scoot closer to him. Just be like, I, I'm being squished. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Rock, look at me. Hold your sword out. Keep it out. If you see them, I don't know what they are, but if you see them, fucking swing. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Our weapons are... I, did you hit them before? Rock kind of hangs their head, and they start to shiver a little bit. Go, I don't remember. Well, I can cast... Are you guys having this conversation on this very rickety bridge mm-hmm. right now? <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, swaying in the breeze. Well, uh, not to hurry any of us along, but I can cast a spell that reveals enemies ahead of us so that you can hit them. You hear um, the ropes on the bridge creaking. We should probably get off the bridge, though. I don't want to fall into the chasm. Yeah, that's fair. Jaeger, can you hold my hand? Rock, I need two hands to shoot. I will hold your hand, Rock. No, you don't like being touched. I will hold your hand, Rock, if it will help you get across this bridge and complete our mission. It'll help. You just see Rock's big hands just come over yours and just grip very tightly. Uh, are, like, Sam winces for a moment just because of the amount of you're squeezing. They are gripping you like they are having a baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Sam immediately their arm goes limp and then they like try and regain some kind of composure <laughs> Sam, Sam looking like Kermit the Frog and just like <laughs> and Jaeger just sort of looks down at Sam and just like does like the th- eyes like that's why I didn't do it <laughs> and then turns and starts walking <laughs> he's walking alright buddy let's go thank you start walking and Jaeger's got his gun out with him as he's going along he's, he's ready for anything to come up and as they like all three of them cross the bridge slightly in front of you trinket you you have this weird thought or realization that these people aren't anything like the people you were with the people you were with were like systematic and objective very straightforward exactly they were very next mission get it done as quickly and efficiently as possible like don't talk to people don't get attached don't like hardly hardly interact with anyone yeah, um, the opposite. <laughs> the opposite of this. They, like, very rarely did you talk, like, anything through unless it was absolutely necessary. And this, this they're so different. And, like, not necessarily in a bad way, but they, they almost seem more like people. Like the people you'd meet in the worlds. Right. And that's when the three of you get across the bridge, followed shortly thereafter by Trinket. What do you guys do? I have my sword out at the ready. Okay. Letting go of Sam's hand. And uh, Jaeger's continuing to walk forward, but he's keeping his eyes open. Essentially, he's, he's keeping a watch as he continues along the path. Despite the fact that it's daytime, as you're walking along this, like, curving path, no light is, like, cutting through the trees, really. It looks like it's, like, nighttime in the woods as you are passing through this heavily wooded, very, like, overgrown and brush around the trail and, like, small creeping vines are almost covering the path, making it very hard to follow. Do you guys just, like continue down the path? Sam would probably be in the middle and cast dancing lights to make a loose circle of like four luminous balls that stay on the kind of far perimeter of us and circle gently. Okay. As you cast those lights, make a perception check. I will. 21. As you like look over, you see like sitting on some of the bushes and like peeking out from behind the trees, there are these small emaciated white humanoid figures that are about like seven inches tall but their arms and their legs are way too long and gangly for the rest of their body not like 
they're still like in total about seven inches but like most of that is like arms and legs almost like an insect they have three fingers at the end of their hands not five and they have like it looks like their teeth have grown through where lips would be Mm. and the like the remnants of lips kind of like shredded remains still exist but they're hardly there and their their like mouth takes up almost the entire bottom of their head as if somebody had like dissected a person's uh, face all the way to their ears. Their ears are like big and wide and pointing out to the sides like a goblin's might be. And their eyes themselves are like milky white and the remnants of like irises and pupils are still there. And they are just like so many of them. There's so many of them everywhere. Uh, Sam will see that kind of milky texture in their eyes and without kind of breaking this kind of normal pace, we'll whisper to each one of their party members in tow, I don't think they can see us. We should be very quiet. And you also see that, like, they don't have wings. They move by, like, hopping like tree frogs in, like, very quick, sporadic motions. But as you say, I don't think they can see us, you hear, think, 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 start echoing all throughout the forest. not again. And like, as you do, as you say that, you hear all of them turn their heads in like, as if they're looking for your direction. Jaeger's going to take a bullet off of his little bandolier and just fling it as far as he can off in the distance. Uh, roll a dex check. You can add um, sleight of hand if you want. 15. Okay. You fling a bullet off into the, uh, the woods and you hear it make a small clinking sound off the side of a tree and you hear echoing in like choir around all of you guys and then like you hear the 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 echoing of that sound uh in their small distorted voices start getting further away from you guys on the trail the jaeger will uh look at you all doesn't say a word and just like motions his hand and they keep going rock will uh, nod very fast and as you guys continue forward do you say anything? No. Oh, weird. Wild that. Uh, Actually, in fact, if those creatures come back... Not all of them left. Okay. Uh, in that case, if they seem to be like catching on to us, Sam will cast an illusionary sound as far away as possible in a random direction. I'm going to say between that and Jaeger throwing bullets, you guys get through this pretty much without even a chance of failing uh, because you guys kind of figured out the trick of it. And so as you're... Going along the path, you end up getting to the point where those woods, those, like, black woods are gone. In front of you is just, like, a mountainside, and in the mountainside, there is this uh, crack that goes all the way through up the mountain, and you just see the entrance of a cave beyond. And inside the darkness, it looks like you're looking into space, because it is just, like, a veil of darkness and shining white lights that go deeper past where you can even see. Rock will, like, point in the darkness... And make the motion for running and then shrug. Uh, Jaeger will point to uh, Sam and then motion to the uh, dancing lights floating above us and just motion toward the star cave. Sam will nod and just let one light bob in while keeping the rest kind of around us. Okay. And then Rock will look to Trinket and just like thumbs up repeatedly. Yeah, I I thumbs up back. (laughs) Uh, The light illuminates the place and as the light like goes through, you don't see like the starry night. Uh, atmosphere of the cave disappears as the light goes through. It just looks like a normal cave when it's illuminated by light. And Jaeger will begin uh, very quietly walking through, walking toward the entrance of the cave. 
Okay. Gun up, but he's sort of, he's got an eye for the entire area, making sure that nothing's going to try to jump out at him. Are you guys just following, staying within the light and yeah. moving forward? Okay. As you move through, uh, the cave goes around a short, like, cavern system. It doesn't have any offshoots or branches out, so it's pretty straightforward. It just turns a couple of times. And when you get to the very end, you can hear the sound of somebody just, like, wrecking shop. Like, just completely as if they're, like, destroying shit, knocking things over. You're not exactly sure. It sounds like a, a commotion inside. You're going to wave his hand to everybody else? Put his finger to his lips to, as a... And then he's going to sort of, like, crush down to make sure he doesn't make any any noise at all and begins trying to stealth forward. Make a stealth check. At 20. You're the only person going forward right now? To my knowledge, unless anybody else wants to come with me. I'll uh, come with you. Make a stealth check. I can't wait to take that uh, nat 20 for you. <laughs> Six. Sick. Anybody else going? I'll go. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> you need to balance it out. Uh, Sam will also go taking up the rear. Um, but uh, is there light up ahead or is it dark still? It is. It is. There's a... As if, like a lantern or a camp light of some kind is lighting uh, ahead in, like, around the corner from you guys. In that case, Sam will extinguish the dancing lights and cast minor illusion on themselves to make them look like a rock and, like, move this five-foot rock illusion with themselves in stealth. Well, you extinguish the dancing light and all of you need to make a deck save. Why not 20? <laughs> Remember, we have evasion. I'm gonna add a card. Okay. I'm gonna make that a 16. Okay. Eight. Eight. Five. Five. Shit, dude. So as the, the light extinguishes, Rock, you go, uh, and then like jump forward into the light and you feel your feet kind of lift off the ground when you do so, but you manage to like tumble forward into the light. Everybody else does not. And you guys, without like any control, just start floating into space. Just gone. And like- There's not walls? Uh, no. Well, the thing is, is that- as you start floating out, you feel cold start to set in. Sam immediately, like, cast Dancing Light again. <laughs> like, throws a light to each person. Roll a reflex save. Guess I can't add acrobatics to that, right? No. I would add a clock tower dice if you can. I will add a clock tower dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add a clock tower dice to it. Okay. Uh, not within 60 feet of you. Oh, he's not? Nope, not anymore. Not? Oh, shit. Not technically. 12. 12? You throw the light, and it looks like it, like, bounces off of nothing where you can, like, see the the wall of where the star cave is, but you're now, like, in space as you realize there's no air. It's below freezing, and, like, the pressure's weird. And then blackness. And you just see, like, frozen versions of your friends, like, cracking as they float past. And then behind you, you hear, God damn it! Yeah, me too, motherfucker. I don't want to fight. Just can I look at my dead friends for a second before I turn around? Please? This is kind of heartbreaking. You hear, like, as your back is turned, the rummaging continues. Thanks. For, like, two seconds as just, like, are you going to turn around at all? I'm, I'm going to turn. Uh, once I hear the rummaging going after saying that, I'm probably going, oh, okay, fine. And I'll, tur I'll, I'll turn around, and I'll just try to tackle him. All right. As you turn around, you try and tackle him. Just, like, he's, like, you see he's got a bunch of stuff <laughs> under his arm, just like a, like a duffel bag basically that looks like it's got um military print on it and you see that it's it is a like a muted gray and a royal blue with How? several symbols on it that you recognize as the symbol of the military people that were under the bridge in Las Souls. How close am I to him when I, like from my back turn to within him? 10 feet 
you're like in his. You could, could I like? Could I turn around and use like the momentum of turning around to like launch myself at him, or do I need to like get a running start to tackle him? I'm literally gonna say you like turn around and just try and like bear hug where he was. But as soon as you turn around, you like notice stuff out of your peripheries that like this is a camp. Like there are like drawings of worlds and things all over the walls. There are relics and artifacts and everything. It's like this is where he was staying. There's all kinds of things from all kinds of different worlds and stuff that you don't recognize, things you do recognize. There's a small like place on the wall where it looks like there were clothes, like different clothes that were hanging up that he like have pulled some of them down and he's got an entire duffel bag over his shoulder. By the time you're turning around, he's already dropping the coin into the mirror. Roll. Quack tower dice. Mm -hmm. I have one more. Fuck it. Can I use my athletics? Yes. 21. You grab him. You like hit him, <laughs> and as you like, you basically spear him, right? Yeah, like, spear. Your shoulder goes into his like stomach, and you like full like launch yourself, grabbing him. And as you do so, you feel a crushing wave like crashing over you, but you're not in the clock tower. You slam down onto cobblestones just by yourself as the two of you roll, and his duffel bag like rolls away as a bunch of stuff spills out of it, and the dude like. Gets to a like one knee immediately, like you slam slide, right? <laughs> uh, scorpion, you kind of just like oh, and like you you like have like road rash kind of on your face a little bit on your shoulder. You like hit the ground hard, dude. Rolled immediately is on his feet. Roll initiative. He got two fours in a row. I got a five and a one. Okay, so he uh, got a six in total. So he goes first. Yeah. You see, like as he rolls his his like tattered uh, cloak like flies away enough that he puts his hand on his sword and you see a flash as he's going to use his ability faster than the eye which is Castell spends his action and moves to move past the target within range so he like dashes right next to you like past you with his target within range and the target must make a DC 16 deck save or suffer a critical hit oh, oh fuck I can't uncanny dodge this at all uh, you can't you can you can uncanny dodge it. It'll cut the damage in half. Also, but first you have, you have to try to make the save. I have to try to make the save off. I will both uncanny dodge this and evasion. Okay. First roll to see if you. I fucked. Oh, right. Okay. So that's half damage from evasion, and then you can uncanny dodge the damage again if you need to. Yeah. I'm gonna need to. I feel like. I hope that this gives you guys the time. We're dead. No, but we're he he. That means you guys are back on the couch, and he's in a different world. Not yet. But I'm saying I'm hoping oh. that this gives you like me fucking around gives you guys time to like we can boop. get there. Yeah. <laughs> Run in. So, without any of your evasion or um, uncanny dodge or anything, you take 30 damage. Uh, well, half with evasion. Half with evasion, so it's 15. You can half that again if you uncanny dodge if you want. Uh, should I save it or should, should no, I? No, you get it every turn. Oh, every fuck? No, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do reaction. It. Yeah, I'll do it again. Okay. So, half of 15? Uh, you take 7 damage. But only because you, like, you you have been through death so many times <laughs> that you're like, no, if I turn this way, like, <laughs> and you like you feel it and you see him like sheath his sword in a, in a split second, and then immediately you feel the wound by the time he's already sheathed his sword again as blood spills on the cobblestones. What would you like to do? It's your turn. I don't want to fight this motherfucker. I really don't. But I've, I I'm either dead. Oh, I don't need to fight him. I just need to live. So where is he in relation? He's like right behind you. So I'm not going to use the blade mm -hmm. of my sword. Okay. Uh, I know that's kind of a weird. I'm not going to use like the. I'm going to use like the side of it. You're going to use the back half. Of it. I'm going to back half of it. Okay. And, and and basically, I'm just going to like basically non-lethal damage. Right. Just whack him in the back. Sure. 
yeah, I mean, if you hit the, your sword is one-sided, so if you use the back half, you're smacking him with a blunt yeah. object. And, I, and I'm gonna smack yeah. him and then outwardly go, Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I'm not trying to interfere with anything! Roll. Plus my proficiency and then in charisma, so, uh, so that will be a 16 to hit. 16 to hit, you hit by one point. There we go. Uh, and then I have two attacks as well, I forgot about that. Okay. So that is a D8. It's going to be a f- six. All right. He's going to uh, uncanny dodge that. Cool. And he's going to cut that down to three damage. That's perfectly fine. I'm not really trying to hurt him much anyway. So he like, as you spin around with the quarter satellite, he like puts his arm up and it just like smacks into his forearm as he looks at you and he goes, you're not going to. And he's going to like, <laughs> I still uh, have another attack. I'll go for it. But that is, I mean, as you're like, stop. He goes, Kish. You're not going to. <laughs> and Brock's go, yeah, I'm not. I just said it. <laughs> the most infuriating person to fight. <laughs> so then if, if he's blocked it like this, I'll use my extra attack to turn around and then just like bap him on the other side with the fucking side of my sword. 16 again. All right. Roll damage. He can't actually cut the damage on this one. That is going to be a seven. Okay. So he takes a total of uh, 10 damage. Sick. So you, you smack him and he looks at you and immediately with his sword, like draws his sword and just goes to like slash at you with these like furious slashes just uh absolutely is done with everything is frustrated beyond belief something that you find very familiar yeah no as he's slashing he says none of you are ever gonna stop as he's gonna like just keep slashing at you and he got a 17 to hit yeah i have 11 ac i'm i'm my dex is shit yeah, my dex is shit. And an 18 to hit for oh, a second I, I attack. Oh, I have 14 AC, my bad, my bad. But it's the, both of them still hit anyway. Wow, this man is rolling absolute trash on damage. 12 damage. This for the first hit? Yep. I will half that. Okay, so six damage for that. And 10. So 18 is the total oh, okay. damage uh, on that six. roll of a 10. So. All right, I'm still plenty up. Yeah, that's that's his turn. He just slashed you in the chest twice. Just like fucked you up. Uh, on my turn first, he's like, we literally can't. There's nothing I can, I'm going to keep coming after you. And I don't want to, I just want to talk. I talk to fight, please. And I'll fucking, once again, after like, so he's behind me again, mm-hmm. just actually, you know what? I'll go for like an overhead, just like on the top of his head. Just like, bump. Okay. Stop. Like a cat, just bunk. Okay. Didn't hit All right. for the first attack. Uh, and the second, if that doesn't work, I just bonk him again on the top. Okay. Got the same one again. So just like, so he parries your first attack and then like not breaking eye contact, parries the second attack and says, I know. That's why I don't want to be doing any of this. And he like kicks, he's going to try and like push you away for a second. And that's just flavor text. He's not actually pushing you back. It's within five feet. Got you. Grabs his lantern off of his side in his other hand and is going to hold it up to you. And you need to make a, I'm going to use one of his other DCs because I didn't write this one down. Yeah. So you need to make a DC 14 intelligence save. Uh, only 13, unless there's anything I can add to that because I have a plus two and I got an 11. So he uses his action to use his lantern. If you have any clock tower coins remaining, it takes 1d4 clock tower coins. I don't have any. Okay, so if you don't, you will be taking clock tower weapon damage for every d4 of clock tower coin it would have taken from you. Okay. Two. So that's one and four. So that's with plus eight twice. So just 16 plus five. 21. So 21, yeah. Uh, I can't, that's not something I can uncanny dodge, is it? It's a new turn. It's a new turn. Oh, go for it. Uncanny yeah. Dodge it yeah. Okay. Yep. Nope. You can un- uncanny dodge it. You're, you're trying to get out the way of it. I'll, I'll give it to you. You like two inch dodge getting, uh, the light of Ulm ripping yourself away, which also feels very familiar as soon as he holds up that lantern and it burns you like, uh, we're going to say for, uh, the sake of explanation, you turn like your side and put up your arm and a little bit on your forearm and on your shoulder you just feel like this burning sensation of like disintegration almost and you can see the burns on your arm 
and shoulder. Is that his turn? Uh, that is his action, yeah. Except he's going to move around to the other side of you. I, I, Rock would audibly say out of the pain, Dude, why the fuck would you use that if you save Trinket? Nothing you do makes sense! Let's see, he's behind me. Mm-hmm. Rock will then take their sword, and then just like, there's a hilt on the back of it, right? Mm-hmm. Just poof, right behind me for All the right, first Yeah, you're going to pummel strike him. Pummel Absolutely. Strike him. Yep. Hell yeah. 7 right. plus 5, 12. Second attack? Poof, with the side of it. Okay. I like that you're, uh, you're basically quarterstaff fighting him. 15. Contest. Contest. If he wins, he's going to hold up the lantern to your strike and try and break your clock tower weapon. If I win, I just want to knock him prone. Like, I want to be able to push him hard enough to where he just, like, falls. Six. So, he, you go to slash him, right? And with his other hand, you see he's no longer holding his sword. And at some point in moving to the other side of you, he had sheathed that sword, and since you keep trying to non-damage, like, use the backside, he just puts up his hand and catches your sword, and you see him hold up the lantern, and, like, you feel like a part of you, like, a part of, like, what makes you who you are, and you, you, like, for a second, as the lantern starts shining its light on your weapon, you feel, like, the memory of Sam falling into the chasm, like, all of the things you've seen, you feel like they're starting to fade further away from you, and then all of a sudden you hear this gunshot ring out, And the dude is like smacked in the chest and falls back and tumbles and manages to like, like holding a football, grabs the lantern and like pulls it safely so that it doesn't get hurt. But he takes like a heavy fall and you see blood spill over the cobblestone steps. And as you like see those memories start to return, you're immediately like, what the fuck? And you look over your shoulder and you see that that standing about like three feet tall, there's a small blue bird wearing a like makeshift hat and a coat and has like this obviously hand like self-made flintlock pistol holding it out as you see the smoking gun pointed towards you and you hear it's fucking wagon wheel hey ellie again thank you for listening as always i would like to thank our producer who's at who's.music and our editor Cal, for making the episodes what they are. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Alpha Lupine Images, for donating the equipment to help us make more content with better quality. Thank you to Cal, Parker, K-Ball, and Trent for their great performances. And thank you again for listening. We release bi-weekly, so episode 49 will be out on Friday, June 10th. Until then, time's ticking. See you in the clock tower. <laughs>